Right. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Or rather, let's go to Luke chapter 12. Okay, ek dink ons gaan op bykie aanbeweeg in die boodskap van promotion. In this message on promotion, we'll move on now. Uh, we, we got stuck at covetousness. And I hope that you were checking yourself to see if there is covetousness. So give me Luke twelve thirty. Luke twelve verses thirty. Okay, so uh, I can really say that if you if you're gonna take this word that I'm bringing to you, and you're going to check yourself and apply the things, I can definitely see that the Lord will that things will happen, right? The, there will be promotion. There will be for me. Once, uh, once you come to understand faith, then faith is no longer prophesying the future. Faith moves to a place where you now say promotion is here. Promotion is not coming. Promotion is here. And we, we have, we had last year, Sean, January, with us, and he prophesied that it's a new season for us. And it's a season of increase with people and with substance in every area. And that was not just a prophecy for me and my wife. It was a prophecy for all of us. So, and, but I, but you can't take that word and prophesy further. You got to move to a place where you say, you call the things which be not as though they are. Faith is, Right? And so you now got to say, but increase is here. You understand? And then you got to see, how can you adjust yourself to make that increase manifest? You understand? So uh, a lot of times we don't know how to take the prophecy and make it come into flesh. Make it, come, make it become a realization. Uh, how do you prepare yourself to make that word land? To make that word come to pass. And unfortunately, uh, a prophecy, a word, a genuine word that God will give to you, that word won't come to pass um, even if it's God. If you don't respond to it. If you don't do something here in the earth, respond to God. Um, or into the, the instructions that God will give you to make that word come to pass. That's very important. And I don't want to go into that. I'll just mention it quickly. You remember, I think last year or somewhere, or the year, not last year, the year before that, I told you that when God said to Abraham that Israel will dwell 400 years, they will be in bondage. And after that, I will deliver them. So they were only supposed to be 400 years. And the, we, the Bible says God said that to Abraham. So we know that it was a genuine prophecy. But even though God did speak it, it was subject to how man responds to that word. So obviously then God 
gave, um, sent Moses into the earth. And then Moses was born at 350 years of bondage. And then Exodus 12 tells us that they were 430 years in bondage. So did God lie to Abraham? No. It's just, it's, you can blame it all on Moses. Because Moses was 10 years too early, tried to deliver them, and that costed them another 30 years extra of bondage. Because it's better to be late than to be early. Because if, you if you're early, you'll extend it more. But if you are late, that late might just be five years. But that's okay. You see, so, so um, I don't want to go into that. But So the point there is that is how we align ourselves. It's how, what do we do in the earth that makes that word come to pass. Otherwise, that word of increase will just hang there the whole time. Waiting for someone to bring it to pass. That's why the scripture says, that's why the scripture says that Jesus uh, would do things so that the scripture would be fulfilled. The prophetic word. You see, because the time for the prophetic word was here, but Jesus understood when that prophetic word had to come to pass and what he needed to do to make the word come to pass. So it can be fulfilled. And the, 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 one of the nice scriptures, I don't think it's, it's not in Luke, oh, it's in Matthew 21, where Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. It's now time to go to Jerusalem. And what does the Bible say? He told his disciples to go into a certain village or town or somewhere there. And he said, you will find a donkey and a colt tied. Loose them. Bring them here. Because I have need of them. They do that. They bring the donkey and the colt. And the, the, the spiritual principle is father and son. Right? Because the cult means actually son. Okay, so bring the, the donkey and the cult. And they put their garments over him. And Jesus came riding in on a donkey and a cult into Jerusalem. And the scripture says, So that, so that the scripture might be fulfilled which was spoken by Zacharias. Behold, your king comes meek and lonely, riding on the donkey and the fowl of a donkey. Your king is coming. A sign. So he understood that he needed to go get a donkey and a colt. And he understood that he needed to ride in on a donkey and a colt into Jerusalem so that a prophetic word could come to pass. And so that that prophetic word that is now in the earth can now be seen as a sign. So that the people in Jerusalem would have the sign and know the king, our Messiah, is here. Then later on he argues with him. He said, if you had known the time of your visitation, but now your eyes are blinded. So now instead of having peace, you would have trouble, difficulties. So you need to understand that a prophetic word is dependent upon your response to it. That's why it's important for you to focus on your prophetic word. That's why it's important for you, which is the will of God. And if you don't pay attention to the word 
and how you can how you can bring that word to pass in timing and in season when the season has arrived because the season for a prophetic word will keep extending itself if you don't use the season of preparation for the prophetic word so that season of preparation will just get longer and longer and that's why we say Israel was supposed to walk through the wilderness in 10 days or is it 11 11 11 days right but they took 40 years why because they kept extending the preparation they didn't allow the preparation to work the season of preparation to prepare them so they had to stay in preparation until you are prepared do you understand that so if you don't focus on your prophetic word and constantly look at that thing so I constantly every maybe every second month or so I read prophetic words I read the prophetic word I read the prophetic word over my own life and I read the prophetic word over this house and what God wants to do with this house and I make sure I, I adjust I make and if I'm out of line I bring it back into alignment and make sure we are in alignment with prophetic word because it's that you can do stuff but if it's not what God wants it's vain right it's useless other people might get blessed but you you are not going to be so blessed when you stand before Jesus having done all those things in his vanity right vanity so you read your prophetic words you look at your prophetic word you see are you preparing yourself is this your focus is this your concentration does this thing have your energy do you eat sleep and drink this thing this is the will of God God this is your will for my life this is this is what you want me to do so I eat it I drink it I sleep it right then you get your focus and if if you don't understand your prophetic word then there's a then then you are then you're in a problem you need to understand your prophetic word because you may have a knowledge of your prophetic word but until you understand the knowledge you can't apply that prophetic word into your life you can't apply it you can't if you don't understand that prophetic word right you need to understand it you need to know what God is saying to you and you need to know understanding will lead you to wisdom so that you can apply what you understand which is wisdom right so it is important to understand that and many times we give prophetic words but we don't understand our prophetic words we don't understand what God is saying to us and we need to understand that's why even this message on promotion which is a prophetic word to this house it's not a teaching I'm only teaching you the prophetic word so that we can all understand what God is saying this prophetic word if you don't understand it you're not going to apply it and if you're not going to apply it wisdom is not going to make the prophetic word come to pass right that's why you need wisdom because wisdom helps you to make the prophetic word come to pass in your life 
And so if you don't understand what I'm saying to you about promotion, and if you just come and listen on a Sunday, the message, and then in the week you go about your business, do your own thing. Now this thing is not going to, you're not going to see the fruit. And then after, after two, three months later, when other people are getting promoted because they applied the word, then you're going to be, you see how your word verki. No, it works. You just didn't apply it. So it's important for you to understand that. And uh, I know, and I know what I'm saying there. I'll give you an example. I don't know if I can use uh, Ryan's testimony. Uh, last year, January, last year, January, I, I started the most message on knowing God as your father. And I said to you, last year, January, I said to you, if you get this message and you apply it, this message is going to help you to do greater things with God. I said that. Okay, and so if, if I was two, three years back, I would have never gone into that building and said, and Mimi many times said, Come for to see that gebouw in street house. I said, it's years. Never had the guts. Right? Never had the guts. But knowing God as my father gave me some guts, right, to do it and to go ahead and trust him. So it's important. And then anyway, and he was looking for a promotion. He was looking for, for shifting or at least a scape and a pumpkin of its. He's tired of being in that position doing admin the whole time. Right? And, uh, and he came and listened to the message on Father and he was like, he's going to trust God as Father. And then he got a opportunity here at the bank here in Walfus Bay. Am I right? Am I saying it correct? And then um, and there was an opportunity. He went for the interview and he applied and everything. And so we were talking every now and then in the week and then he was like, the Father. No, the Father. Trust the Father, the Father. And uh, eventually... Uh, at the end of the day, he never got the promotion or he never got the job. And so I knew, obviously, that is a no. That's a, that's a, a knock in your faith after putting it out there. It's tough. And so then I, so I asked him, oh, so how was the, how are you feeling? No, I'm okay, you know, and so on. And, okay, and then eventually he came to see me and he said, listen, you know, I don't know what to do. Been trying for how long and so on. So then I said, listen, what is prayer? How, what does the word teach us on prayer? It says when you pray, pray is to seek the will of God. You see, then I said, he knew what he wanted. He wanted a promotion. And I said to him that day, I said, how do you know God wanted wants you to get promoted in the bank, that bank. How do you know that God doesn't want you to start your own business? That was just a, a clip in Boston. That was not now a prophetic word. But I was just playing and I said, how do you know that that's God's will? How do you know that that is what God wants? That is what you have decided already what you want. Then you went and took the whole fathering principles 
and you use the fathering principles for what you want. So I said, no. You go first and you go and ask the Lord what is His will. Is. So he had to let go of the idea that it's maybe in this bank where he's going to get promoted. He had to put that thing aside. He had to put all those things that you know already, put it aside. Right? And then, so then he went back and he prayed. And he started praying and praying and then he came back and said he had a dream. And uh, in the dream, God showed him one of the things that God wants him to do. Okay? I won't share the dream because maybe it's Maybe he feels it's private, right? So, anyway, and in the dream, in that dream, it had nothing to do with banking. But he has to have a prophetic word concerning uh, uh, being an economic advisor, right? He has a prophetic word like that. So, but this one showed him something else. I said, okay, now you adjust your heart according to that dream, that will of God. Adjust yourself. Start positioning yourself in that direction. After he did that, Vasi Shorty, all of a sudden the bank shifted him within the bank to another place. Sales. Sales. Now he's doing sales. Hey, and this say Lane. He's a people person. And the admin was killing him. Right? And he was... And... Uh, we could have sent him that song, Killing Me Softly, right? <laughs> right? And, uh, and anyway, and I'm giving you practical examples of what we do. And then we think we're looking for the will of God. Right? And anyway, and anyway then, um, then they shifted him within the bank. You know, and, and in that stage, financially, it wasn't going, uh, give me permission, financially, it wasn't going that well. And it was a uh, bit tight, right? I won't go into details. But then, when it got shifted within, it wasn't really a promotion. It was just a shift somewhere else. There wasn't a raise in salary or anything like that. It was just to another place. But it was where he would flourish. Would where he would... And so on. And then he did it. Then he went to sales. And then all of a sudden things started to change. All of a sudden finances started to come out. Don't know why. And I don't know if you got commission or something like that. And all on the sales and so on. But all of a sudden things just changed. And then it wasn't long after that. All of a sudden he met a guy on the street... And this guy, they were chatting with this guys from another bank. And the guy just said to him, see you at the interview later. He said, what interview? Didn't apply for the interview. Well, they no, but you on the name. Interview for a position there at the bank. Oh, and then he gave a phone call. Say it again, Alice. Yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, and, uh, and then anyway, he went. And then he went that afternoon for the interview. And then the, the salary was better. Now there was a promotion. And it was... Uh, and, 
and and now there was an option now and then now the bank where he is at they came and gave him a better offer and now we had to pray what is God's will then I said to him no I or I didn't say I kind of thought what I knew because I said okay no you go pray and you are this is not about who gives you the biggest salary this is about where does God want you okay the salary is not going to determine where you're going God's will is right and then he then he went to pray and then he said no I think I must go to the other bank and I said no I can confirm that I think that is in line with your prophetic word moving and now is doing SMEs uh, small or medium enterprises and so on right so and it's going into his line of I think it's just a stepping stone now all that happened you was trying I don't know how many years you tried to get promote long time you see but one adjustment in the earth according to God's will I'm so far off my message but I'm still on the message right one adjustment so you can't decide already what you want and then go and pray that's to get unanswered prayers right that's to have prayers that aren't answered so what happened was if you go to heaven with your will but heaven already has a will thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven now you're going to, with your will to heaven and you want heaven to support your will but your will is not in agreement with heaven's will now you want heaven to support your agenda you see now I'm telling you majority of the church pray like that but, but when he decided to do the will of God the blessing was there that's why I keep saying you the best place for you is the will of God your blessing your favor your everything is there in the will of God is the blessing in the will of God is the favor in the will of God is the provision in the will of God is the counsel the wisdom everything and that's what apostolic is about it's about alignment how do you when I say alignment is how are you synchronizing or how are you what's another word how are you positioning yourself with heaven what you can say position right so if heaven is on this this line here you can't be here you've got to position in line then you get a flow then heaven moves for you because you are supporting now in the earth so this is what we call whatever you loose on earth where do you do it first on earth it shall be loosed in heaven but if I position myself somewhere else whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven so here 
it's not Pentecostal prayers, I bind and I loose. Yeah, it has to do with positioning, is how you bind and loose. Forgiveness, unforgiveness, that's binding and loosing. These are keys that we apply. Because it's the key, I'll give you the key. And if you take the key, what is key? Key is knowledge. Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees and the lawyers. He said, you take away the keys of knowledge that they may enter into the kingdom. So what is a key? It's knowledge. What must you do with the key? Put it into the door and turn it. Apply the key. Use the key. So you must use the knowledge. So if you have knowledge of God's will, use it. Apply it. Then you unlock on the earth and it will be unlocked in heaven. Do you understand that? Otherwise you'll be stuck in that position how many times? You feel boxed in, stuck. You have to apply or you have to at least, this is what faith is. Faith is moving in the direction of the prophetic word over you. Now, if you don't have a prophetic word, that is fine. We will, in this message, discover the will of God for all of us. And if you position yourself according to that will, I guarantee you, heaven will start supporting you. Right? Heaven will start supporting you. And heaven is not a respecter of persons. Heaven doesn't care if you're poor or rich or middle class, black, white, colored. Doesn't matter. With heaven is if you apply the key, we support you. Heaven is if you do our will, we will support you. So heaven doesn't care who you are, if you're the pastor or the saint. Doesn't matter. If you apply that it will be done for you. So, what does that tell you? That I in the earth must do what is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many times do we take what we want Right? So covetousness is a desire that is stronger than the will of God. Covetousness takes priority over the will of God. That's what covetousness is. Simple. So it's okay to desire something. But if that desire is, has priority over the will of God, then it's covetousness. Do you understand that? When that desire can't let you do the will of God, it's covetousness. Okay? When you have a desire that takes priority over the will of God, it's covetousness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? In that area, and when I'm talking about desire, I'm talking about when we desire things. You know, almost not covetous. We are, our focus is covetous. I'm not talking about the lust of the flesh. Okay? I'm talking about covetousness. The... The, the material, the lust of the eye. Covetousness is lust of the eye. Okay? Sila allemaal met me. Okay? Nooit die skrif gelees hier. 
Okay, hoe lang praat ek nou? But, take what I said now. Take what I said. I felt the Lord, that is a word for you all. That is a word for you. Alright? How, how are you adjusting yourself with God's will? Is that cell phone? Okay. So, how are you adjusting? How are you moving in the direction of what God wants? And you just you see. See what happens. You see how things start moving, changing, shifting, and so on. It's all got to do with how you adjust yourself. Okay? Okay, let's read the scripture. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your father knows that you need these things. Okay, next one. But seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you have a desire for the other things that takes away your focus and concentration from the kingdom, then you are struggling with covetousness. Okay? And I gave you, a couple of weeks ago, I gave you simple examples. How much do you pray for yourself? How much do you pray for the things you want? You pray so much for those things and then you still don't get it. Why don't you just do God's will and find other things and you find the favor and the blessing of God? Right? Just do God's will. Right? Okay. So what does God want? God wants you to seek the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Okay? I'm going to try to explain a little bit of that. Okay? Just a little bit. God wants you to seek the kingdom. He wants you to go after the kingdom. Uh, this is what a son is telling us. A son, the son of God, Jesus Christ, knows that when you stand as a son and when you live as a son, you do the kingdom of God. Right? I remember the one time I was, uh, we were, um, we had no more money and when I was still coaching, we had no money. Or not no money, our money was finished. And it was now going into school holidays. So I wasn't going to work. So I wasn't going to get money. And my wife wanted to go to Khobabas to go visit family. And there was no money. And then we still took. And then there was, the last money was the tithe. And uh, so then what I did was, I, I said, no man, I'm going to give this tithe even if I, even if I have to suffer and learn obedience. So, I gave the tithe and I'm, basically our money was finished. But we ended up going to Chababas and, and, and one thing, I remember what I did was when I did that, I also said to myself, Father, I am not going to concentrate on my problems. I'm going to concentrate on what's your will. And so I took my focus off the problem and I concentrated on the will of God, reading the word, finding God's purpose, concentrated on that. And that whole month, we lived better. We, at the end of the day, we had to give tithe again. And we found out that we got more money in that month than when I was working. Right? Uh, so the concentration on the God's kingdom, 
God's focus. Alright? We are so distracted by problems that we can't focus on the kingdom. We can't focus on the kingdom. God wants you to seek the kingdom of God. He wants you to seek it. So go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 24. So that other part was my introduction. <laughs> okay. Well, so anyway, 34. Did I say 54? 24. Okay, 24. Let's see. 24, yeah. 24. Okay, 24. So, this is the topic on resurrection. Now it says, Then comes the end, when He delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when He puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So this scripture tells us the end, okay, the previous verse tells us the, 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 the resurrection, then the end. So when is the end? Uh, at resurrection. But the end is also when the kingdom is delivered to God the Father. Okay? Kingdom is delivered to God the Father. Okay? When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So in other words, you might read it backwards. Read it backwards. When all authority and power and rule is put down, then there is a kingdom that shall be delivered to God the Father, and then comes the end. Right? Because he's saying the end is when the kingdom is delivered, and the kingdom is delivered when all rule and authority and power. So just read it backwards, and you get the same thing. Do you understand that? So, so then how do, I how do we have a kingdom, how do we have, get a kingdom that Jesus can deliver up to God the Father? When we put down all rule, all authority, and all power. So, when God says seek the kingdom, He's asking you to have in your heart, Genesis 1 verses 26 and 27. What is this Genesis 1 verses 26 and 27? It is, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So in other words, you must seek to come into positions of influence so that you can influence for God. Do you all understand that? Which means God doesn't want you to stay the tail. He wants you to become the head. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. So in other words, He always wants... When you seek the kingdom, it means that God always wants you to come into the chief positions. Like book of Proverbs, He wants you to sit in the gates... That is the prophetic word to Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. Your seed shall possess the gates. The gates is speaking about being the overseer. Gates is speaking about being 
the president. Gates is speaking about being the principal of the school. Right? Gates is speaking about being the, the one in the position of rule. Do you all understand that? You be the CEO. You be the boss. You be the owner. You be the supervisor. You be the manager. Alright? Wherever you go. Why? Because he wants you to influence that place with kingdom principles. Do you all understand that? So, so when I understand that, then I know that God wants to advance me, but He wants to advance you for the kingdom. Do you all understand that? He wants to advance you for the kingdom. That is very important. Okay? Advance you for the kingdom. So, as I see that, so what must I be looking for? What must I be seeking? I must be seeking to come into those positions. I mean, you're already seeking those positions. See, can I give my better post of. You understand what I'm saying? So, majority of people are looking for those things. Because what comes with promotion, you know, better salary, benefits, all those type of things. And that's why you're looking for it. But now you're looking for it for the wrong reason. Do you understand that? You're looking for the wrong reason. So when the scripture said, seek first the kingdom, where is the kingdom, did Jesus say? It is with? In you. So what is he automatically saying? He's saying, seek if you seek to bring things under you, that is what he's saying. Do you understand? If you seek to bring things under the do your dominion, but covetousness wants you to go into that position, not to influence for God, but to give you your dream house. That's what you are pursuing. To give you your, your, your dream lifestyle that you just have never had. Alright? You see, now you have that dream. Now you with that dream you are praying, God, promote. God says, No. Okay? God said, stay right there. Okay? That's obviously if you're asking God, you can, you can advance. If you use the system of the world, you can go into a high positions. And you can advance. But that might not have been God. that have, And if God didn't give you that, you are most likely stuck. Right? The trap, the temptation and the snare that I spoke about. Okay, so you seek the kingdom. So, do you have, do you have in your heart the desire to influence for God? Okay? The desire to rule on behalf of God. 
Okay? Because that was the original intent. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let man have dominion. In other words, let man rule on behalf of God, with God. So he never changed his agenda. He never changed what he wants. That's why people like Joseph and Daniel become people that gives us good examples. Daniel came into a position where eventually he was, he was basically like fathering the kings. He was giving the advice. He was giving the counsel. He was. Joseph came to a place where the Bible says, Joseph fathered Pharaoh. That means he fathered the president. Right? He was minister of state. He was in government. So God doesn't have a problem with you in government. Because he wants dominion. So if we if we are seeking God's will, do you understand what God wants? That means you're now not looking to work in church, or while there is people that are called to work in church here in this to look after the church, but you are looking to go. Go into all the world. So that does not mean that the preacher. We have to send the evangelist. That means we all take the ministry. We all take on the ministry of subduing all things under our head, which is Jesus Christ. Give me Ephesians chapter 1, verses I think 10 and 11. He says, give me, okay, give me verse 9. Okay, this is very nice. You all want to know the will of God? Yes. All want to know the will of God for all of you? Yes. Yeah? They say, yeah, I get your prophecy. You know, I'm giving you the prophetic word. <laughs> I'm telling you, this prophetic word is a, above your own personal prophetic word. Your prophetic word is only supporting his agenda. One guy said it like this. He spoke about, he uses the word, the mirror narrative. I don't know if I'm saying, am I saying it right? Thank you. Right? And then, they, and then there's called what? The subplot. What that means is, is that when you have a movie, there's the main story. And then there's the in-between stories. Right? And I only watched Pearl Harbor. Is Pearl Harbor a romantic movie? But most of you will think that. Because you got caught up with the subplot, the small story. But the main story of the movie is the war. But you got lost in the romance. So he says, the problem with the churches is that we 
are in the romance and we've missed the main story and he says your story must be swallowed up in his story so so if you don't understand the main story when you read the Bible you miss the story because you got caught up with the romance So from the start, the reason for the movie, the will of the movie, is Pearl Harbor, the war. But they put in the romance, just to grab your attention. But the romance was so good that you lost the main story. You cried more. Not because of the war, but because of the romance. Ah, can I remember, am I remembering correctly? Oh... You see, you can't even remember the war. You can't even remember what happened at Pearl Harbor. You see, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. You need to know the will of God. That's what this new season is about. It's about bringing the church back. Because in the charismatic season, prophets came to prophesy to you, to you, to you. We all had different prophecies. But now the prophets are coming and they're prophesying to the body. The will of God. So what they are saying is for everyone. And then afterwards you come with the charismatic idea. Pastor, give me a word. Pastor, then you'll no, you'll take for your word. The will of God. The prophetic. That's why I said to you, this message on promotion is the prophetic word. Right? Hey, God's orchestrating this message today. Hey? Hey? Right. Having made known to us the mystery of His will. His will was a secret. His will was a mystery. According to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. Okay? His will. Now Paul tells us the will. Next one. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together or reconcile in, together in one. Who's that? Christ. Who is Christ? Jesus and the church. Right? Jesus is the head of the church. The body of Christ. Okay? Now, all in one things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on in earth. That's why Abraham's descendants shall be as the stars in the heavens and the sand on the seashore. I was reading the scripture in, uh, about Genesis, uh, not Genesis, Jacob. Remember Jacob? Jacob, when he took the pillow, you, the, the stone, and used it as a pillow, and then he dreamt of a ladder, and then God spoke to him, and then God said to him, I will, your seed, I will bless him. They will spread out to the north, to the east, the west, and the south. Do you know that God was just saying it a different way? He could have just said, I bless you, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, replenish it, subdue it. So now he said, look what I'm, I'm giving you a prophetic word of what I'm going to do with the church. The church 
is going to spread out to the north, to the west, to the east, to the south. This is your seed. Galatians says, his seed is Christ. And if you are Abraham's seed, you are, if you are in Christ, where are you? In Christ. So we can say that you, okay? Right? So in other words, you were saying, fill the earth. So you multiply. The church multiply. Fill it. Fill the positions of rule. Fill the places of authority. Fill things. So that you eventually then become the ones that take it over. Yeah. Yeah. And then you gather all things. You reconcile it. The ministry of reconciliation. We all have a ministry. What is that ministry? It is the reconciliation. Saying it wrong. The reconciliation of all things. Or reconciling all things. Gathering all things into Him. The will of God. You see, we got lost in the romance. You got lost in the spiritual experience. Got lost in the goosebumps, in the falling over, the will of God. What is verse 11? Let me read verse 11. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. What is his will? If you don't align yourself with that will, serve his purpose. Serve his will. Now you may look at yourself and say, yo, ek da boon dai but what I said to you we're going to get to that if you come to a, a workplace whether that's in a bank it's in a government it's in a school some company whatever now you're working there now you start as the guy who's just mopping the floors that's fine God puts you there so that you can get that skill there of mopping floors under you. And when he sees you are ready, then he gives you promotion. Right? Mano, if you're going to want promotion, one of the important things that you must do is you must learn. You must learn. Why? Because the book of Proverbs says, wisdom will promote you into the chief places. You can't go stand in the chief place and not have no wisdom. Right? So if you're mopping the floor, 
Why are you mopping it? Learn. You see, and that's why wisdom says you hate knowledge. You hate learning. You always need to be learning. I was thinking something to, about uh, someone sent me a, a, a link on Miles Monroe and he said something. He was talking about family or so on and marriage. And he was saying that your, your, your business or your, your career does better than your family. Why? Because you spend so much time learning about your business or your workplace. But you spend no time learning about family. That's why you have no understanding to apply into family so that wisdom can make it work. You understand? That's why I say I can't understand why people don't read about marriage. Read about family. Read about children. Read about those things. Okay? But you all get the picture here. The what is the will of God? The will of God is to... Another scripture... Go back to verse 10. Another scripture says... I don't know if, you can, if there's another translation... Because I know another translation says to bring all things under easy, under the head. Hmm? A Jedi translation. Yeah, this was script. Uh, my, for this one, I don't know if there's a different translation that will put it that way, but it means to bring all things under his headship. See, all things must submit to him. That he that every knee should bow. To Jesus Christ, confess him as Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what's God's agenda? To bring everything under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Which other words, the end is not going to come when everyone heard the gospel. That's what they told you in the past. That is not true. The end is not coming when everyone heard the gospel. The end is coming when there's a kingdom that we can deliver up to God. Right? So he's looking for the practical thing of that. Do you all understand? So you've, you've, got, to, you've got to realize that's why he says, that's why he says you're a king. Why? Why does God say you're a royal priest? What is a royal priest? It's a king priest. So God says you're a priest and a king. Or it's actually the other way. You're a king and a priest. So why does he call you a king? To rule. He could have just said, have dominion. <laughs> he could have just said, I made you my image, have dominion. And everywhere he's just saying it differently, but he's coming down to the same point. The main story. Not the romance. Do you all understand that? The will of God. So how are you seeking? So what so when you pray at your workplace, Father. Bring me into a place that I can bring this thing under you. 
that they will listen give me wisdom that they will listen to me that they would ask me for advice that we could implement your principles into this place but now you're praying not for that you're praying for looks like a better lifestyle there's no much for the scraps I'm not tired for the crumbs of the table. God, no, you're not in alignment with God's agenda. Change, shift. So what? So if you want that to work for you, you've got to shift. You've got to position. You've got to change. Do you see if 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 we are going to influence a nation that the people in top places will listen to us then we got to learn we got to have wisdom and I'm reading the bible to discover God's way of running a nation and that's why I'm getting some of these messages the way I am but do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to be looking. He said the prophecy that he gave to Israel in the wilderness, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You see, his agenda is to get you into those places. But you've got to align with what he wants. He wants you to rule for him. Now I was sharing with with uh, with uh, someone. Uh, I was sharing with uh, Charles's father. We were having such a nice time chatting there, and we were talking about the workplace and all these things, and we were sharing some of the things. And I said, you know what? The original intent again. Let us make man in our image. If you say man is in the image of God, then it means that man must have a relationship with God and man must see God like Moses because if he has a warped or a skewer idea from God a wrong if he's confused about God then his dominion portrays that confusion because the kingdom that rule takes on the nature of the king so if the king is now we talk about you because you're a king if the king is covetous then it comes into his dominion it comes into his rule and it can become oppressive therefore i need to understand the king of kings because as i have an accurate perception of my king over me king in the earth and then i portray the same type of rulership 
then the dominion will, will be God's kingdom. Do you all understand that? So, you need to know God. If you're going to rule for God. And when God said, let us make the preacher in my image. Did he say that? No. He said, let us make man. That's you. That's all of us. Then he was saying, you all have the privilege of coming into a relationship with me. You all, now just, just fast forward from Genesis 4,000 years later, at the cross, beyond the cross, and now he's saying, come boldly into the Holy of Holies. He says, saying the same thing. I always planned for all of you to have a relationship with me. I always planned for all of you to see my glory. I always planned for all of you to have an encounter with my presence and me. It's the plan from the start. Do you see that? And if you don't see that, you, you, you miss it. So what is the will of God? To rule. Seek first the rulership. What does that mean? That means that everything must come under your rule. And your influence. Why? So they come under the rule of Jesus. So you read the scriptures. There's many scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10. Where he says. He's, and he went and sat down at the right hand of God. Expecting. Or waiting. Till his enemies are made his footstool. That's what we call till time that means the other thing won't happen until so in other words Jesus will sit at the right hand until his enemies is made his footstool which means he's not rising from that chair to come and get you in the rapture He's only rising from that chair until his enemies are made his footstool. So when that doesn't happen, he stays there. That's why the rapture teaching keeps getting changed. That's why the rapture teaching, they'll tell you it's coming this year, that year, that time, he never comes. They tell you it's close and close, it just never comes. Because it's not dependent. It's dependent upon until time. Do you understand? And so the idea is not that we should leave. The idea is that we should rule. As it was in the days of Noah. And they used that for the rapture. Who was taken? Noah or the wicked? The wicked. The wicked were taken away and Noah stayed in the earth. As it was in the days of Noah, who was taken? The wicked. I don't know. They say that they always say the rapture shall be as in the days of Noah. But what happened in the days of Noah? 
The righteous weren't taken out. They were kept in the earth and the wicked were washed away. So the idea is not to take us out. It's to keep us here. The book of Psalms says, The righteous shall inherit the earth. This is our inheritance. John chapter 17, Father, I pray that you will not take them out, but that you preserve them in the earth. That's what John chapter 17 says. Father, now we are bringing a teaching and a prayer that is against the high priest's prayer. The high priest prayed, take them not out. But keep them from evil. Right? So, there's many things you can say there about those things. And then obviously if you go read the book of Thessalonians, you first need to have a good understanding of what is light and darkness before you read chapter 5. Otherwise you totally misunderstand that chapter. If you don't have understanding, a revelation of what is light and what is darkness, you won't understand that chapter. You'll misunderstand the chapter. Okay? You see, because as long as we are waiting to go, we, we don't see the purpose in ruling. You don't see the purpose. I mean, imagine I came to you today and said, according to the scriptures and the way I understood it, the rapture and the antichrist, everything is around the corner and we are going to be raptured. And now I'm bringing a, another teaching saying, you must rule for God. You're going to say, why must I rule? You say he's around the corner. When he says he's coming, look up. Your redemption. Be ready. He might come tonight. That was the scriptures. Yeah, you see, if you don't understand light and darkness, then tonight is your, your tonight is totally confused. Because in Thessalonians, he was saying, as a thief in the night. But he said, you are not of the night. But you are of the day. You are children of light. That means, what does that mean? It means you are not ignorant. You know exactly how he's coming and when he's coming. So it will never be to you a thief in the night. Totally different, different, different. That means, I, even, if I, even if he comes physically in the night, to me, it was never as a thief in the night. Why? Because I live in light. I am the children of the day and the children of light. My father is the father of lights. I walk in the, if you walk in the light, you shall remain in the light and darkness shall. What did he call darkness? Night, Genesis chapter 1. So, which means, but if you are ignorant of the truth, it can be broad daylight and it will be a thief in the night to you. Why? Because you are in the night. You are in darkness. You have no revelation. 
You have no eye of understanding as not being enlightened. You are missing it. Otherwise, all of us should every night for the rest of your life not sleep because he might come. Because you don't know what hour the thief will come in the night. Huh? You see, now you're sitting and waiting. And then you don't get to business. You don't get to your father's business. Because you're waiting to leave. You see that? So therefore, that teaching is against the will of God. It's not in agreement with the plan of God. Okay. I think we'll just... You see, as a cloud with a ear. The introduction was too long. <laughs> okay. Do you all understand that? That's why you see, that's why you gotta you gotta read those things nicely. Yeah. 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 But we will all see. Because the word does all see. Yeah. And it will come and the question is, what is that? Yeah. So there's there's a whole different understanding that needs to come to that. Right? So it's important that you guys understand the agenda. Forget the romance. Okay? Let's wake up from the romance. And let's get working. Amen. Okay. Let's take up an offering and then we'll stop there.